welcome to Las Hermanas Podcast con Ingrid y Neri. Your favorite Gen Z and Millennial are here to chat with some of our favorite humans who inspire and move us. Girl, are you ready to dive into the best conversation yet? Hello, welcome to Las Hermanas Podcast. Ingrid here. And Neri. Welcome everyone. We are so, so glad that you're listening to us today. And we have a really cool guest today. Like, I'm really excited because Lauren said yes <laughs> to coming on and chatting with us today. So I met Lauren just a few, I would say a few weeks ago, a, few months a couple ago. months, a couple months ago, right? Um, our book club was, it was funny, it was this message and it was like, would anybody be interested in doing this pleasure class? And I think it like threw some people off, like, what do you mean, like pleasure, right? And I think it may have just been like, no, I'm not really into that kind of stuff. But boy, oh boy, were we wrong. Literally, this class was so amazing. Lauren was like so good. Not just so good. She gave us such a great, started a great conversation. And um, I mean, I'll let her explain more about like the pleasure. So just FYI, this is not about sexual pleasure in, in its entirety. So anyway, Laurie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for that reflection, Nettie. I was, it was so great to have you in that um, pleasure workshop that I was helping lead that day. And yeah, for me, like pleasure, you know, has this sexual connotation to it in our society. But what I came to found out, find out through my own journey was that pleasure is available to us in all areas of life. And because we have deemed it this taboo word, we maybe haven't been so aware. At least I noticed I wasn't aware of all the pleasure that was available to me in my life. And um, kind of what I took you guys through in that workshop that day was getting to know yourself and your desires and giving yourself permission. And I have this um, saying that is like permission, practice, pleasure. And oh. when you give yourself permission and then you practice like new ways of being and really mm -hmm. feeling into your desires, you practice it over time, becoming more aware, more sensitized to the things you like, and then you mm -hmm. end up with more pleasure. And yeah, I love that. That Yeah. Can you give us some concrete example of how that shows up in your life? Like, what for someone who who was really out of touch with their pleasure like uh, what, yeah. like, what does that look like for you for example mm -hmm. yeah so where my journey started honestly was I was I mean this was during COVID times mm -hmm. you know we're spending more time you know mm -hmm. by ourselves more than mm -hmm. ever right and I was just like why do I have all the things that I was told we're going to give me a good life or make me happy. You know, I have, I did the education. I had, you know, the career, the job and, you know, the live in boyfriend and, you know, we're on track to, you know, perhaps get married and have kids and whatever. And I was like, Whoa, like I have the things, but I don't think I'm happy. And mm -hmm. I really had to like, I kind of felt guilty for not being happy, but I was like, but this is what I'm feeling. And then I was also seeing evidence of other people online, you know, through social media, like they have something deeper, something I could feel this like deeper connection that people were having in their own lives that I was like, I don't think I have that. And mm -hmm. I was yearning for it even mm -hmm. within my relationship, um, with my, my my partner back then. And I was like, okay, something's got to change here. And so I started to st dismantle things. And so, you know, ended a relationship amicably and then just really started on this journey of like, okay, what else can I 
how else can I kind of rewrite my story here? Things that are supposed to be pleasurable, but I was following a, someone else's trajectory or recipe for success mm-hmm. versus my own. <laughs> and it was almost like, I think about it like, um, almost like consenting as well. I was like, mm-hmm. well, okay, I did the things, but that was what someone told me to do. That wasn't actually really what my soul consented to. So like, how can I start to, you know, uproot some things and start to redefine and really choose things that feel good to me and will actually bring me true pleasure, even if it looks different than someone else. Because I think that's sometimes where we stop a lot is we're comparing, yeah. constantly comparing yeah. and, and trying to live up to someone else's standard of you know pleasure and success. Of course. And I also think of people that not only compare themselves, but also, no, I don't know if you've noticed, but I, I don't think we get that kind of um, education anywhere, anywhere, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, if you are lucky, if you have a set of parents that, you know, make it through the marriage and, you know, that you, you see healthy habits, whatever, a healthy relationship. But other, if you don't, right, yeah. you don't have any examples. Where do you learn this? Where, mm-hmm. Like, where do you learn to take care of yourself to, I mean, to even... To even put names to the topic, yeah. to, to put, to pinpoint, what is mm-hmm. it about, um, you know, like you're throwing words like consensual and like, mm-hmm. you know, like for yourself. And mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of curiosity. Lot. Yeah. yeah okay. It takes a okay. lot of curiosity mm-hmm. and like, it's, it's like, there's this knowing within you, you know, sometimes people have inklings or like sometimes, you know, if they're maybe in the wrong job or something, they'll be like, there's gotta be something else or there's got to be something more Mm. or whatever you're feeling some sort of resistance against your internal state right so there's like it's almost like you're out of integrity it's like you're doing this thing but you feel a different way and so if those aren't in alignment then you feel this resistance and you're all of a sudden not in integrity with yourself and it doesn't feel good Uh, and I feel like when you go through when you do that for so long however long however long it takes for your body to finally be like enough is enough Mm -hmm. then you start to be like okay Am I, it's that point where it's like, am I so uncomfortable, you know, where the comfort of staying the same is bigger than the comfort of change, the discomfort of change, you know, the discomfort there. So, um, yeah, I was just like, okay, I guess I'm, I was like, I was 30 years old at the time. And I was like, I have one life to live and I'm not getting any younger. And I was like, I thought I'd be married and have kids, you know, on the way by now. And I was like, I don't live in that reality. And I was like, okay, I'm, now giving myself permission for that to be okay and to write a different story than what Mm. my brain was conditioned to think was how I should live. And I was like, my soul clearly wants something different. Yeah. So after you had this, in a way I'm I'm in, in my language would be like an awakening. Mm. After you had this awakening, was your first, did your inkling take you to the internet to be like, okay, what can I do with this? How can I, get more educated was that where you were finding like most of your education or was it books or was it what was like the path that led you to now be be, yeah to be an embodiment Mm -hmm. and femininity coach Mm -hmm. yeah so yeah so kind of what I teach is a is a culmination of a Uh lot of like different types of um ways I've learned things but yeah there are um women that I have followed on Instagram like coaches and Mm -hmm. that I've kind of learned you know, their own feminine embodiment and things like that. And then I literally like devoured Joe Dispenza and, you know, Untethered Soul. Like those are my like go-to books about like consciousness and awareness. And, um, and I really believe that like, you know, energy is everything. And so Mm -hmm. kind of working from that realm. And then that really got me into 
um, seeing my journey as like, as I started to unravel the way I used to be and kind of see where the gaps were and where the shortcomings were like, why Mm -hmm. was it this way? Mm -hmm. Because my conditioning and, you know, just the way I grew up was so rooted in survival mode and scarcity mode. Uh There was this like, yeah, like I started to learn about polarity and masculine feminine energy and then thinking like energy is everything. Okay. So if we all have this masculine feminine energy within us, how is it showing up in our life? And I realized that the reason why I was actually wildly uncomfortable or, you know, found this, um, unpleasant state in my life as I was like, well, I've been overly masculine, but even to like Mm -hmm. a wounded effect, like where it wasn't, it was like, I was just doing, 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 and then almost to like fix the, to fix the inefficiencies or the things that I didn't like, it was like more doing, doing, doing versus like Mm -hmm. taking time for myself. So I was constantly had this like busy social life, which was really like a coping mechanism to, mm. to being with myself. Right. Whereas I feel like the feminine energy is this like being, it's like, are we accepting ourselves as we are? Are we building our own internal validation? Because masculine energy gets validated very easily through productivity and results and efficiencies. Right. Whereas feminine energy resting, although we know it's productive rest, like yeah. you can't measure it really. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I just started to realize that there were parallels between all the the experiences I was having, how I think about energy and how energy shows up in masculine and feminine forms. Wow. Okay. I know that sounded like it was a lot, but <laughs> like I was telling Ingrid, I'm very visual. And so I, I have to put these together and, and think of like, okay, this is what she's saying. And just picture this and picture that. I feel like also I see a lot of like... I see a lot of myself and like my experiences in you because mm-hmm. like my, I had a similar experience where I had a panic attack because I was living so out of alignment mm-hmm. in my body mm-hmm. and my body literally was rejecting what I was doing and who mm-hmm. I was with so much so that it went into panic. And I, and I went and saw an acupuncturist and she was telling me the same thing. Like you are operating out of like fight or flight, adrenaline mode, mm-hmm. masculine. I very much was like obsessed with productivity having a busy wow. social life. Like my, mm-hmm. my calendar wasn't filled to the brim. I was, mm-hmm. I didn't know what to do with my time. And I didn't know how to sit with myself. Yeah. And I think over the past year, I have understood what it means to be more in flow, like you said, and rest and mm-hmm. just take a, a step back to reflect and just be in your own skin. I am interested to, I want to hear more about like what it means to live in your masculine and in your feminine, because those are two very different states of being. And is there a healthy balance or do you genuinely believe every, every female should be in their feminine and embody their feminine? Mm-hmm. Like, like is a goal to, yeah. like, what's the goal? Is, is the goal to find the balance right. or, or is there, or is there a healthy, you can hop from one to the other or like, yeah, like, I, I guess what would be an ideal or what should one should be striving for? Yeah. Like, you know, dealing with these, both, both, both of these energies. Yeah. So I love this question because, um, yes, while I speak a lot to the feminine, Mm -hmm. it's because I'm speaking to women who are overly masculine. The goal Mm -hmm. is to balance. The goal is to, to build your feminine, to trust your feminine, because we have been so our society, at least like, you know, again, like doesn't reward feminine, um, traits and therefore we suppress it. We don't even know how to allow ourselves to let it show up because it can be seen as like lazy and weak, but it's really like, we're just, you know, we're resting or we're enjoying and things like that. And that is just as necessary to balance, um, with our masculine. And 
then, so I feel like in day to day, most of the time, it's good to, to have them be balanced and to be aware of kind of how you can turn one on and turn one off or like what you're intentionally ah, choosing to do with the energy. Okay. And then I think when you get into relationship, when they're, if you're trying to build polarity and polarity is actually like work between two people and it, it takes the commitment of, you know, um, in a heterosexual you know relationship, if it's a man and a woman, and even in same sex, like there can, there will be an energy that is someone is holding the masculine, someone holding the feminine, but so you have to decide who's going to have which role. And, um, and then it, there's even more permission within that container of the relationship for the woman to even step further into her feminine. But she's not going to do that maybe when she's like at work. So she's, you know, she's when she's with that partner, she can fully show up maybe more in her feminine, mm-hmm. more on the, the spectrum side of the, the feminine. Um, and then, yeah, so it'll just change. And um, like me for myself, like I, um, I allow like with my masculine I choose to be devoted to things. Like, what is it that I'm devoted towards? Like, am I taking the next steps? Um, am I being, am I creating some sort of consistency for myself to show up for myself, to, to do things in my business even? Um, and that's kind of what that looks like on the masculine front. And then on the feminine front, I, you know, I take time to just to even like, you know, just relax or just to be, or to reflect or to even hold space for friends and be nurturing and things like that. And recognize that I don't have to be busy all the time. Right. It's okay to just be. Um, and even Ingrid, when you had mentioned like, you know, your body was talking to you. All right. What I love about the feminine energy is that I feel like we can resensitize ourselves mm. towards the feminine, which the body really, you know, the book, like, the body keeps the score. I haven't read it, but you know, <laughs> it, that is such a line there. Like the body does keep score. The body is our vessel to really speak to us um, and tell us, you know, what might be out of alignment, you know, per what we're feeling. And, um, I think of like our nervous system when we're in, you know, fight or flight or, you know, complete survival mode, scarcity mode, like a tight, um, like a tight ball, almost like a rubber banded ball, you know, that gets all like, you know, people mm-hmm. those balls. And then it starts to release and relax as we kind of get balance our feminine because we're no longer so wound up in this survival mode that we then start to, you know, flow or thrive. Yeah. Most of the information that you're sharing and that you share with like in your business, your clients are mostly women, but would this apply also to men? Like could men also look into tuning into their feminine side Yeah. and like, have you seen what, like, what have you seen? Is that, is that possible? Is that harder for them? Is it, I don't know. What's your experience in that? Yeah. I think with, um, when it comes to men, they will have, you know, probably less feminine energy prominent, mm-hmm. but there is still feminine energy for them to accept and to, to honor almost within their body and to allow themselves to soften and to have the awareness around again, like when do they, when can they use it? When can they, cause it can be, can they use it in with a partner when they're trying uh, to be vulnerable, you know, or trying mm-hmm. to even maybe hold space for her um, if she needs to share something and things like that. So kind of knowing what that healthy, um, feminine can look like, and even, you know, um, having that own in, internal sense of validation, even yeah. too, and accepting like the beauty and the, um, the flow and the presence and the pleasure and things like that too. So there is definitely like men can be too far on the masculine side. Okay. Um, even if it's healthy masculine, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. there's a bit of feminine too, that they can definitely accept about themselves. Yes. And yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
when you, when a client approaches you and she's like, Lauren, I've been in my masculine for the past X amount of years. What is like the first step? But what's the thing? That's also, that there's also a level of awareness that you have to be at to understand the difference between your masculine and feminine energy. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming clients come to you already having that awareness, or is that something that you also have to build up and educate on? Like, I want to know more about the polarities and like when each energy should come in and when you should act out of that energy. So if you gave an example of work, when mm-hmm. I'm in work mode, when you're in the office, yeah, whatever it is, you want to exert a discipline and, and almost like control over your, your work and, and your tasks. Mm-hmm. But like, is that the only time that you should exert? And I guess should is a heavy word, but exert <laughs> masculine. But that was, I feel like that was four questions in one. But, <laughs> but I just want to exert a little more. Yeah. 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 A lot of it does have to do, a lot of women come to me saying like, yeah, I'm, I'm in control or um, uh, like they're constantly controlling or they want their, they notice that they want their partner to more so lead and direct versus them always being the one that is choosing. Uh-huh. So what's happening is, or what has happened with a lot of women that, that I see and even through my own um, experience as well is that women have, we've been so in our masculine because we're trying to create safety yeah, and we're trying to create safety by outsourcing it to structures and things that we've seen that are like, okay, this is the successful way. This is the way mm. I'm going to do it. What is an issue with that is that that's the masculine. Yeah. Trying to create the safety for us, but we've forgotten if we've forgotten about the feminine and we're suppressing the feminine, we don't trust our own feminine, mm-hmm. but our true like safety will come from trusting our feminine as well. So I think about like the feminine body, even as like a, as a vessel, we are the container. When you think about, you know, sexually, we are the container that receives. And so we have to build our own container. A lot of women will go into dating thinking like, he's going to be the structure. He's going to lead for me. We're going to, you know, he is my container. He, that's a lot of like new age, um, feminine masculine says that Mm -hmm. like he's the rock, he's this and that, but actually the woman, we want women and you know, ourselves to be rooted within ourselves first, first, create our own container of safety. Yeah self-safety, self-trust. And so that when we have a super solid container and I kind of call it like your feminine foundation, um, then you are open to receiving. So when that, because, okay. So then I think about the relationship between like trust and letting go and receiving. So when you trust that, when you have trust within yourself and you trust in almost like the source of life, you know, Mm -hmm. like God's source, energy, universe, whatever you call it, there's always going to be this replenishment of like, when you let go of something, I trust that it's going to be replaced or you just are trusting. So I really feel like the relationship to yourself is like so important first and foremost. And then second relationship is like to God's source universe energy, right. um, to, to co cause you're co-creating. So that's uh-huh. almost like the first, um, container relationship that you're in is co-creating, you know, with the universe. I'll just call it that. And then when you get into a relationship with someone, if you trust yourself, then that's when you can really actually give your trust to your partner because you can't really give what you don't have. Otherwise you're just outsourcing it. And then if you're outsourcing it and let's say that partner, you know, leaves or breaks up with you or or whatever, then that's when women feel Feel. like what just happened. Like the rug just got ripped out from underneath me and there's nothing left. Yes. And likely you were trying, or as, as a woman, you were probably were trying to do all these things to prove 
your worth and validation to through this partner who's now gone and now your worth and validation don't exist within yourself. Mm. So it's a lot of outsourcing. So that's why like knowing, like building that, you know, your own foundation first. And then when you get into healthy partnership, then you can, you can more surrender into your feminine because you you not only trust yourself, but you're also then trusting your partner and you're trusting that container that you both are co-creating in relationship together. Yeah. Um, and then, so you asked me about like the feminine and masculine energy and how it shows up in other yeah, areas. Yeah. And also, another question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where does intuition come into this too? Like, mm. in, apart from what you. Oh, is it, is it like that trust? Is that what that is? That you're building yeah. within yourself? Yeah. Right. So, exactly. Yeah. It, it can definitely be that trust. And it is. Um, like, do you use intuition as part of your conversations or yeah so it takes a little bit of like resensitizing because mm-hmm. a lot of times women are like where is my intuition how do I feel it wow. but we've got to feel through the body mm-hmm. and so and also there takes it's like this balance of like um not judging even if it if an, even if it maybe was the wrong thing or maybe like if it just doesn't quite make sense because the masculine or our analytical brain is trying to make it make sense uh-huh. often intuition doesn't make sense it's that feeling mm-hmm. so when we get that desire that urge that like inkling then it's like oh there it is and um yeah that takes a little bit of like sensitizing and trusting around trusting that feeling trusting that like oh there's something uh-huh. here can I trust what's coming up and building almost like an awareness of that intuition. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think it's so liberating mm-hmm. and empowering. I'm so glad that you're doing this kind of work because I keep hearing, you know, I have other friends. We have another friend that is also like a personal coach. And I'm just like, man, like there's so many more of us that still need to, we need to hear this and we need to learn this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think too, in today's modern day Day society. (laughs) Um, I think where I also, and where I find myself at, at a crossroads too, is where I can't, I'm not sure if it's my ego and my fears that, that are, that are speaking to me or if it's my intuition. Also, how do you know when to differentiate like, Oh, is this my ego just trying to play it safe? Or is my intuition really telling you that this is not a good decision? And I think that's also, that's a that's a that's been something that I struggle with because you're pushed every day on social media to like do the side hustle, do this, do that, have the perfect relationship, and this goes back mm-hmm. to the social construct that you were referring to when you said you had all of these, you have done all the things mm-hmm. that were quote unquote give, gonna give you happiness and the perfect life. So if you want to act out of those, mm-hmm. is it because your intuition's telling you, or should you? But your but maybe your your ego's like, no, maybe you should just stay where you stay in your lane still. Totally. You know? Yeah. But, but is that my intuition being like, no, this is actually the right path? You yeah. Know I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um I didn't come up with this myself, but I was like, I'm adopting that. I got it from like a TikToker. It was like a uh someone famous said it, but I, I don't know who exactly. But they their answer to this question was um that your intuition will never make you abandon yourself, whereas the ego might, right? Mm-hmm. And so, or ego probably will. Yeah. And so I think about a, a pretty clear example for me in my life was when I broke it off with this long-term relationship um, that wasn't serving either of us. And again, ended amicably. But after that happened, I remember he went back to work and I um, 
was at home and I just remember bawling and my brain was like, go back and fix it, go back and fix it, do the thing. Like you don't want to do this, da, 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 try and keep me safe. Uh, but I just knew my, uh, also there was like a small voice that was just like, no, but this is what is going to like serve you. This is like, you want something else and you don't know what that is right now, but it's like trusting in that unknown. It was like, there's, you believe that there is something else. It was like, my soul was like, there is something that is more aligned, but my brain was like, go back and fix it. You know, stay where you're at, do the things with this person. And I was just, it was, I felt like, a, like I was like split and I was like, why am I so sad? But why do I also want something else? And I just, I, again, I kind of go back to that. Like, I just didn't want to abandon myself. And I, I also then I feel like a part of trusting is this like saying of like, what is for you will not pass you by. So I really think like taking space, you know, that for yourself and building this relationship with yourself, um, will anchor you even more, you know, into your, your intuition and your own knowing. And then you also just trust that like, if I'm supposed to be with someone, like it's going to come back around or if I'm supposed to have this opportunity, like it's going to come back around. And so I think a lot of times though, cause we see people, you know, that grow apart, you know, mm-hmm. and, and then maybe they get back together in a couple of years or whatever. So it's, it's always this like, you know, yeah, constant evolving, you know, trust and just flowing of opportunities coming in and out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you love someone, you'll let them go. Right. Yes. And, yes. and so it's yes. like, okay. And right. even when you love yourself, you'll let yourself go. You'll let yeah. yourself remove yourself from situations. So absolutely. Oh, yeah. I could not agree more with you. Like I said, in the past few years, these lessons, these small, like nuggets of knowledge <laughs> have just been like so important and it's that like that constant reminder of like how you want to feel and how you want to go about your day and um I think it's that awareness self-awareness of everything that's happening yeah. but um okay TMI I think at some point I had the opposite because I was functioning such out of my masculine energy because I am the control controlling one you know I've gotten to a healthy way of controlling mm-hmm. um if there's a healthy way of controlling i had the opposite thought instead of saying stay keep it safe i think for me it was like run run right now leave it mm-hmm. this is like go like the moment there was something that didn't go my way and i can i, I can admit that mm-hmm. that something didn't go my way or he didn't act in the way or he didn't respond in the way that i was expecting him mm-hmm. because i felt like i was doing such a good job with my personal growth it was like you know what let's just go let's just leave and it took me a long time to relearn that i don't have to just avoid the conflict and then just leave it, what he what i was trying to avoid was like the let's work on this let's talk about it mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. let's actually work through it. And for me, it was just easier to just like leave and go, like get up and go. Yeah. Totally. And avoid it, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely, I mean, there's, there's more people that are like you too, like where instead of trying to fix, 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 you're just like, okay, I just, I don't even want to like be a part of this. Yeah. And I think in both cases, it's like acknowledging like, yeah, like where's my own personal responsibility in this and, and having your own boundaries and, and then also being able to communicate, like, what is it that you want? Mm -hmm. And are you, can you communicate it to your partner and are they willing to show up for that or Mm -hmm. are they not? Yeah. Yeah. I think I had been, I don't know if, I don't know. I feel like I kept seeing on Instagram or TikTok or whatever on social media, something about like, 
if he's not doing this, then girl, don't waste your time. And I think I took that to heart where it's like, where I didn't even take the time to communicate. And that was our, our big thing that we learned and we mm-hmm. worked through that, but I wasn't communicating. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we pinpointed that it was like miscommunication or lack of mm-hmm. communication. But I just thought it was super interesting that I just ingrained this idea in my head. And it's like the moment is not going my way or the moment that I can't mm-hmm. control it. I'm just going to go. But now I feel like I have to be like, okay, well, is this energy really serving a purpose? And if it's, mm-hmm. if the energy is just not serving me well, and it's just really not aligning, even if it, it doesn't have to align a hundred percent, but if, if, if it's just doesn't align, it's like, it's okay to let it go in a healthy way, rather than say like, I'm shutting the door. You do not exist. Bye. Yeah. You know, like we have two different com- dates. Yes. We had this conversation because we've been talking about friendships not just friendships but also maybe a job opportunity an event you don't want to go to a class how do you approach someone who's very in tune with her intuition and and your feminine energy but also you know how to balance the masculine how do you approach a situation where maybe you're in a you're in a conversation with a friend and you leave that conversation and you're like "Mm, maybe that didn't serve me as much as it used to Mm -hmm. or you're thinking about a job opportunity that's going to come or a move and mm-hmm. how do you like going back to Nettie's point of not shutting it out completely, but at the end of the day, you still have that intuitive feeling of like, where do you, how do you even approach that you as a professional who knows how to balance mm-hmm. the two? Cause sometimes also I have, I find myself in conversations and I'm like, well, I'm not, and I, and I'll say, I'm, I don't do anything that really truly doesn't spark me joy because if I don't feel good doing something, no matter what it is, a hangout, a job, a friend, whatever, a meal, then I'm not going to do it. But is that the, is that the good way? Is that the happy way of going about life? Like just only doing things that feel good? Yeah. I mean, I think it's honoring your energy and your boundaries and there, I mean, yeah, I have stopped, you know, having uh, friendships with people because I'm just like, well, this, it just, it doesn't, you know, maybe serve me as much as it does some other people where you leave a conversation feeling drained versus feeling like full. Yeah. And then you just, it's having that awareness around it and being like, okay, next time I'm going to choose differently or I'm going to spend my time, you know, in another way. Um, and there it's, it's really, yeah, I think, I honestly think like doing more of what makes you feel good is the way to live life because, and like, of course there's going to be hard things that come up, but, um, and we can't control everything. Right. So it's like, okay, how do we just, how can we have an awareness of our response and how, you know, it can serve us. And, um, because when we feel good, we are more, we can, when we feel good first, Uh then we can take action and, from like a more aligned place. A lot of people call it inspired action, but it's like, we still feeling good is I would say like more on the feminine end. And then the taking action would be on the masculine end. So it's like, we still need to do things. And so a lot of times I feel like when people talk about like femininity and business, it's like, you can't just sit around and hope that things are going to fall into your lap. You still have to do brave and courageous things, but can you feel good doing it? And, um, whereas I feel like when we are maybe, working in a job that we don't want to believe or don't want to be in. It's like, we're working, working, working for the weekend so that we can feel good on the weekend. You know? So it's like the reverse. It's like, we're burning ourselves out only to then get some reprieve, mm-hmm. but we would, it would serve us better to feel good first 
especially by choosing situations that, um, and people to be around, be just being discerning about, you know, who and what those situations are so that we can feel good more often and do things that serve us more. I totally agree. I love that. It is inspiring to say that because I think more people should function from that way of thinking. Yeah. And great. this just makes me think of like, you applying to jobs and stuff and it's like, <laughs> you know make sure you're applying where it's like you're doing the work of applying and yeah setting up your resume but yes. also like once you apply to that company I hope that you feel like good about it yes you know? exactly because I yeah I am now in a position where I'm applying to jobs and I was just telling Nettie but I'm not applying to anything that doesn't initially Get you for excited. lack of a better word yeah spark joy yeah and I really don't see if I don't feel good when I'm reading the job responsibilities, the expectations, the company mission, then why put time and energy into that? Mm-hmm. And that's, I don't know, because but what's funny too is that when I, like, it almost sounds like I'm, it sounds funny because I think I've gotten a lot of like, re, not resentment, what's, what, what is it when you, resistance mm-hmm. from, from like society in general, that's like, it's just a job. Don't put too much feeling into it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I don't know if I want to listen to that because I don't think I should listen to that because those are maybe those are the same people who are living for the weekend oh, and yeah. who. And it's hard too because you're looking at social media and, and it's like you're constantly bombarded of memes of like <laughs> people working Sunday miserable blues. jobs. Yeah, <laughs> and it'll also become some joke that's normalized. Yeah, and I know we. Yeah, and yeah. I know we like have just focused on like jobs right now as the topic, but this really applies to anything else. But yeah, it's like so normalized in a joke to live an unhappy life Monday through Thursday, and then it's Thursday, oh Thursday, and then it's Friday, and then it's Saturday, Sunday blues, you know? Yeah. Um, but all that to say, I want to jump to dating too, because yeah. this has been this has been a really an insightful conversation when it comes to friendships and jobs and and being the in, in general as a yeah. human. How do you apply this to dating? And you touched on it a little bit, especially in the modern age, there's dating apps, there's technology, mm-hmm. social media, like, mm-hmm. what is your philosophy when it comes to dating? It's funny, I was sitting at a coffee shop the other day talking to a woman and I was kind of telling her what I do. She's a lactation consultant, so she works with women a lot too. Okay. And um, she said, where are the good spots to, you know, to meet someone? And I thought about it for a moment because I don't go out and I was like, hmm. And then I was like, what I really encourage women to do is to live their life and do and be in the places that make them feel good. And so two examples I have of this is because when you're, when you're doing and being and feeling good, that's your feminine magnetism. So I lived two blocks from a coffee shop that I would go to frequently. I was, you know, half building my business there. And, um, I kid you not over this summer, three men stopped me and to only, okay, one of them I actually didn't end up dating, but the other two were just sent, just stopped me to say, Hey, I see you in here a lot. And like, I see you, you're like a regular blah, blah, blah. And like, there was like this opening for like, okay, we just like encountered each other and whatnot. And I would share that, like, I'm about to go travel and whatnot. And, and even like at Barton Springs, I regularly go, I just bring my journal. I do my thing. I'm in my zone. I'm there for me, me first and foremost. I'm not there. I used to go into public areas seeking, you know, with this like seeking energy. Like, Ooh, maybe I'll run into a guy at the grocery store. Like, right. you know, someone that like, <laughs> like organic food too. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I got a pro, I, this guy at Barton Springs was like, Hey, I see you here all the time. You're like a regular. And I was like, Oh, and it, I was just shocked that I didn't recognize him because he had this like specific tattoo. And I was like, Oh, okay. 
interesting. So you just, when you're not seeking, you start to allow this energy of like being noticed and you're just like in your own zone. And yeah, when you can go and do things that make you feel good, letting go of like, is there, but, but I go to pottery class, there's no men there. Okay. But like, that is a limiting belief. Like if you believe in quantum theory, which is that all yeah. possibilities exist, uh-huh. all possibilities can exist. Like you just, you're always open to the possibility. You might meet someone at the gas station or it could be like the most mundane place. Right. Yeah. But women will tell me, like I had a, a woman watch my like free online training and she was sitting at the airport on her way to a wedding. She goes, I watched the training and I was like so inspired by it. She goes, two minutes later, a man came over and started flirting with me. Oh my God. And I was like, oh wow. Like so when you shift your energy like that or when you're just unattached yeah. to the outcome, you allow for the yeah. opportunities to come in. So what I teach women is although women always want men to approach them, right? Mm-hmm. Feminine energy can be an invitation for a man to approach. Love. And by being in that energy of like, I love myself, I'm showing up for myself, I have no attachment here, I'm just like playing in my feminine, I'm being curious, playful, whatever, then you can be more of an invitation just with your energy alone. But also then, you know, if you're really playing into it, Like if you're talking to a man, there are ways that you can like men love to be affirmed or like appreciated or like you can, you know, kind of kind of open the door for him or just know that like invite him in so that he feels more safe to approach you because men also don't want to, um, for lack of a better word, I think about like energy, like penetrate too hard, you know, like just like bam. And then it's, um, and then it's unwelcomed. Right. So they want to know that they're welcome. So like being in that invitation, whether it's like smiling at a guy at a coffee shop, like yeah. holding eye contact a little bit longer or whatever, right. that kind of shows like, okay, like I may be into this. I'd be curious about this, you know? And, um, I just think another thing that I'll say is that, you know, you can, I just think it's really important for like, we have intentions and like we, we welcome in opportunities and then you can always change your mind. That's the thing. It's like, once you realize like if this maybe isn't for you or isn't serving you or not what you thought, you can change your mind. You know, and it's not manipulative. It's like, I have boundaries and it's like, I'm open and inviting to things, but then also I can change my mind at any point. And then I'll say too, you asked about dating apps. I honestly, Ooh, are you on the, on dating no, apps? no, I couldn't. So I actually took an entire year off of dating. Mm-hmm after I'd had some ups and downs and I was working with a coach and, um, I was meeting men in real life, but then I was still kind of attaching to this outcome. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, you know what? I'm done. And I also felt like men then just wanted to sleep with me. Like if they weren't, they didn't want the same outcome as me, then they just wanted to sleep with me. And I was like, I'm not for this. And I was like, I need to take time dedicated to myself. I wasn't sure how long that was going to be, but you know, three months passed, six months passed and <laughs> then a, a year passed. And I was like, okay. Um, and, um, I did get on the apps then for like all of a month. And I was just like, this is chaotic. And it didn't feel like a good, you know, um, a good use of my time and my energy. And this also, I relate this to the nervous system is like why I encourage people to try using their energy to, for people to approach them in person is because the apps are chaotic and complex and also require you to judge someone based off of a profile. Mm -hmm. And when you have awareness of yourself, your own self, your own self love, you're less judgmental. It doesn't feel good for you as a person to get on the apps and try to judge people based off of a profile. So again, it's like this, your nervous system is at a new level that just doesn't resonate with the level of chaoticness of an app. Yeah. And so that is why I encourage women. Yes, you can meet people on an app and of course people have success stories, but I'm also like, be open to the possibility of meeting someone in real life just by changing your energy, just by interacting with the world in a different way than you have. And I had a client there and she was like, 
yeah, I just like I walked to the coffee shop and I started chatting with the barista just about the plants. And I was like, what a beautiful use of your feminine energy yeah. because that's acknowledging beauty and you're just talking about the plants and she's just like letting it flow. You know, yeah. there was no, nothing came no with agenda. per se, but that doesn't mean, yeah. yeah, that something couldn't. That doesn't mean that maybe there was someone that kind of saw her energy and maybe they'll see her again. Like who yeah. knows? But yeah. yeah, no agenda. Yeah. And something yeah. that no feels- expectations. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah. I think just being on the constant, like mm-hmm. I have to find my, my better half or you know I I, I just think letting it flow yes and when you're acting that's almost like when you're like seeking I feel Mm -hmm. like you're acting out of a desperate energy scarcity scarcity scarcity. yeah um you said something about the chaoticness that you found in dating apps Mm -hmm. because your nervous system was like your body knows Mm -hmm. that it it feels or doesn't feel right I'm going to jump to, again, not a dating topic, <laughs> but because, I mean, we're in relationships. Yeah. Oh, shoot. And we're, like, almost at time. But we're, we're in relationships, so I can't relate there because I'm not in yeah. a right, 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 right. But I did want to bring up lately that I have been so in tune with my body and what it needs that I have craved more zen gatherings at mm. Barton Springs, coffee shops, one-on-one conversations yeah. at Minnie's house. And when – and I was excluding myself from – Concerts, festivals, bars, parties, like things that were just a lot of people, mm-hmm. gallery events. It doesn't even have to be like a, mm-hmm. a party party, but I was excluding myself because it felt very chaotic. And I would even tell mm-hmm. my friend, I, I went to the Bad Bunny concert this past weekend and I was this close <laughs> yes. to dropping out <laughs> because I was like, that just feels very chaotic. I don't want to mm-hmm. be in that space. There's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just, my body felt a little tight when, it, when yeah. I was like thinking about it. But I, I, but I mean, at the end of the day, I was like, no, I'm going to go. I love the artist. It's with my friends. I'm going to have a good time. Like, I kind of said it in my mind. I'm going to have a good time. And I had the best time best ever. Time. I was just telling Nettie, like, I, and it reminded me of, like, just because I'm acting out of this feminine energy and, you know, I, pri- I prioritize Barton Springs coffee shops mm-hmm. over concerts doesn't mean I have to exclude them completely. Totally. It goes it goes back to what you said about not shutting the door completely. completely. But is that, I guess, is that what I'm looking for validation? Is that why <laughs> yeah. when, when your nervous system is regulated, like you tend to not seek out the chaotic energy and you're just more of acting out of stableness. Like I'm mm-hmm. curious to learn more about that too. Yeah. When you're, when your nervous system is regulated and you, you, you'll tend towards things that are simple, oh, which is why yeah. the apps are so like, ugh. so simple and connectedness like you're yeah. connecting one-on-one with people like I can do big crowds but I can't do them often so yeah. like you're like okay mm-hmm. I can do Bad Bunny you know it's you know that's this is my main you know social event for the month or whatever but yeah it's like I prefer small gatherings one-on-one connections things like mm-hmm. that too and it's also like um yeah a lot of people like when I think about like oh I'm going to this music festival this and that it's like uh, are we going because it looks cool to be there mm-hmm. or that we're truly connected with the artist and like, what is the intention behind it? Cause I feel like a lot of people want to go just cause they think they should go. It's the thing to do. Yeah. But are you like, you know, we can go to ACL and really be like, really appreciate like it's Silver Park and there's yeah. the view of the city. Like you can bring that intention with you that will mm-hmm. probably make you feel better about being there. And maybe then you're like, I'm going to sit behind the crowd. I'm going to enjoy that from back here. You're giving yourself that permission yeah. versus like, I need to be in the front row and take pics and take all yeah. things. And Cause my social media needs it. Yeah. And like, yeah. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Totally. I feel like I am also functioning from that perspective of like, I'm going to allow it to just be, be like, 
almost a similar situation. We finally had date night last, last night and I wanted like this super cute dinner. I dressed up and did my, you know, put on a nice dress and I felt really cute. And we felt like so sad, you know, like it was just like, Oh, you know, this is how we're going to be old. Like a 60 yeah. year old and walking, <laughs> walking around the domain, like, you know, just yeah. holding hands. Were they two together? No, no, no. My, oh, my fiance. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> That's why I said we had date night. Yeah. But then he goes, do you want to go to a club and dance? And I was like, you know, I am yeah. not in that mindset, <laughs> but we ended up at, uh, what's the bar, uh, uh, Wonder Bar, mm-hmm. you know, with all the color. And I think yeah. to me, my, my brain got a little overwhelmed because I was like, oh my gosh, all the colors, all the disco yeah. balls, all the sounds and noises and smells. But I almost had like the same outcome as Ingrid. And I was there. I had, so he laughed at me because I had, I asked the bartender for a water with a lemon. So I had lemon water (laughs) and, you know, I'm sipping on my lemon water and I'm feeling Rihanna songs and it was so much fun. Anyway, it was almost like the same outcome. I had forgotten what, you know, my, my mid twenties, I used to love going, you know, places and dancing and, you know, Mm -hmm. and I was able to get a little bit of that without the alcohol, like nothing against it it's just that's I don't even want to drink but we had so much fun and then we got out and then we came home because you know it was past my bedtime but (laughs) but it was just like one of those things like I am tuning into like the energy and the the feeling calm the calmness of things the that I actually want to be aware and present in every gathering and every every moment of life even if it's cleaning whatever it is Mm -hmm. I want to be present and still going back to the things that made you happy before doesn't mean that you're going to like fall into a pit and, you know, it's going right. to be chaos. It's like you can still get a little bit of that. Mm-hmm. And you can step into that old situation and allow it to serve you in a different way yes. from where you are now. <gasps> yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, that's, that's really cool. I love this conversation. I know. Lauren, yeah. I want to know what your next moves are. You're about mm-hmm. to leave Austin. Yes. Tell us what your intention is and <gasps> what, yeah, what you're looking to get out of you know, your next move, which is where? Uh, yeah. So I am taking off in two days. I am moving to Puerto Escondido to kind of live this nomad life. I'm not sure how long I'll be there or where else it'll take me. So I'm really kind of open to this like flow. Uh, I really thought that like going to Mexico, being around, you know, the last and culture would tap me more into my feminine and I, I believe it totally will and I can't wait to be by the beach and then I also realized oh but it's also going to provide space for my masculine for me to to focus and to um, you know be a little recluse and um, there are things that I want to build and so I think it will I was really looking for new input new environment um, to mm-hmm. kind of just refresh things or bring some new creativity and things like that mm-hmm. so um, yeah really my intention um, is to kind of connect it with my soul and follow that desire I kid you not I've always had this desire to um, to be you know um, fluent in Spanish and to, you know, live in Mexico at some point, even like travel alone. So it was like this desire that I couldn't deny any longer. And I was like, okay, I'm doing it. And it's like really an investment in, um, in myself and in my business and excited to see where it takes me. Amazing. Well, we're excited to see what you do there, who you find, who you meet. I think it'll be really (laughs) exciting. Um, so we are sending you off with the best vibes and, you know, uh, and protection and everything, (laughs) but Hey, where can people follow along? this adventure yeah so i am on instagram and tiktok both at lauren likes it like that mm-hmm. that's the best place to find me then you can find other resources on there 
Perfect. And that's where they can also find about your services, right? Yes. Okay. Love it. Thank you so much for such a good conversation. Yes. Thank you, ladies. This is so good. Yeah. Maybe we can do a part two when you get back. Yes. Definitely. You know, if you come back to Austin or, or, (laughs) you know, know, or (laughs) if you go to another city. We'll meet you in part two. Love it. All right, Lauren. Well, thank you so much for coming today. Thanks for having me.